welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Ellen, it's amazing. Life is amazing. Is it? It is. Good. I'm glad, is. To, I'm glad to hear that. Things are very, very good. Good. So today we're going to be talking about How to Love a Duke in 10 Days by Kerrigan Byrne in today's mini episode. But first, Mom, would you rather be a Duchess, a Viscountess, a Marquess, or Mark? what's the like female? I don't know. Marquess. It's like pronounced differently, I think. (laughs) Uh, A Countess or a Baroness. Well, not a baroness because barons are always evil. <laughs> That's true. I think baroness, like as a word, sounds the most badass, though. Like the baroness. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have a feeling as a duchess that wouldn't work too well for me, even though that's like the higher ranking one. Mm-hmm. Um. Countess sounds kind of badass too. That's what, and it's like very, it's very like rank wise, it's very middle of the road. So there's still like prestige because you're still peerage, but. um, And you'd be like Countess Julie. Yeah. (laughs) Be like, yeah, I am the Countess. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't even know what that means, but. (laughs) Yeah. No, but. But I agree. It's like, it sounds, it sounds pretty cool still. And it's not as much pressure. And a little, yeah, a little less responsibility to be, you know, like perfect all the time. See, I, being a duchess, I would be like, I don't know. I would, (laughs) I would, I don't think I'd, we need to come up up to the, we need to come up with one of those, you know, like Facebook generator things where it's like (laughs) your first, the date of your first uh, of your birthday with the last digit of your phone number and like figure out like <laughs> Ellen like Countess if... of yes yeah, Muffin Muffinshire because that's the last thing I ate or something like that I don't know <laughs> Muffinshire <laughs> that sounds like a magical place <laughs> it's me and the pixies running the place. <laughs> Julie, Julie, Countess of Hillshire Farms. <laughs> the last thing you ate was those little meanie weenies. No, no, no it wasn't. No. no I don't. <laughs> the, la- the last thing I ate was not a muffin, but it was just the funniest word. I, could I get it. Quickly. I get it. Um. Okay. So, today, we're going to be talking about How to Love a Duke in 10 Days by Kerrigan Byrne. This is the first book in her Devil You Know series. The second book, All Scott and Bothered, which is a fantastic title. Is that is com- a fantastic title. I saw that at the end. I was like, oh, yes, Kerrigan. <laughs> so, that is coming out early 2020. And the third book, The Importance of Being an Earl, is coming out late 2020. So, she's going to just be a busy little, little bee. Um, so... Here is the back cover description for this book. I'm sorry. Famed and brilliant, Lady Alexandra Lane has always known how to look out uh, for herself, but nobody would ever expect that she has darkness in her past, one that she pays a blackmailer to keep buried. Now with her family nearing bankruptcy, Alexandra strikes up a solution. Get married to one of the Empire's most wealthy, eligible bachelors, even if he does have the reputation of a devil. Piers Gedrick Atherton, the Duke of Redmayne, is seeking revenge, and the first step is securing a bride. Winning a lady's hand is not so easy, however, for a man known as the Terror of Torcliffe. He's got a lot of titles, this guy. Then Then Alexandra enters his uh, life like a bolt of lightning. When she proposes marriage, Piers knows that, like him, trouble haunts her footsteps. But her gentleness, sharp wit, independent nature, and incredible beauty awakens every fierce desire within him. He will do whatever it takes to keep her safe in his arms. So, Mom, what did you think of How to Love a Duke in 10 Days? I really, really like this book. I would say probably close to love this book. I think, yeah, I think this one I can give a love. I think I'm just, like, hardwired to love a Kerrigan Burn at this point. Yeah. So... Um, it's kind of hard for me to say that I 
Because as we talk about it, one. there's really not much I didn't love about it. So I'm going to have to say that I loved this one as well. Ellen. Yeah. Hey, we've been on quite on quite the roll. I know. Um, okay. Yeah. I also, I think I will, I think I'll go with love on this one. I, like I said, I just love, I just love a Kerrigan burn, really. Yeah. Um, and if you guys have not read her Victorian Rebels series, especially if you read this book and you liked it, then you definitely should read the Victorian Rebels series. It's so good. Um, it is so good. Her writing is just so good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, yes. Well, we'll get into it more. I'm going to just talk about it more when we talk about other things. But, um, yes, her writing is beautiful and poetic and just really good. I wrote down just this line just I because I highlighted it because just as an example of like just this simple thing she's just describes in such a way that it's like, ah, uh, yes. Um, I wrote down the calluses on his palms catching on her skin as his hands slid away. Little shocks rasped at her as though every insubstantial ridge on his fingertip was electrified with sensation. I was just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> You just took me on a whole journey there. <laughs> just down her thigh or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like even just on her arm or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just stuff like that. She's just she's just really good at, um, I don't know. And like her writing still feels within, within keeping with the time period. Um, but yeah. still it's very passionate and like sweeping and... Yeah. Well, I'd say it almost has an old-fashioned tilt to it. I mean, it, 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 you really feel like you're in the time period. I don't know if the speak is all right and everything, but she definitely, the way she describes things and, yeah, it's just very sweeping and epic the way she, yeah, the way she writes. Yeah. So what did you think of Alexandra or Alexander, depending on when... What part of the book? Only her friends can call her Alexander. She was really mad. I spent a lot of Julia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was. Um, So, what did you think of her as our heroine? I loved her. I I thought she was fantastic. I loved that she was smart. Well, I I loved the way, and you know, shout out to Kerrigan Byrne probably for this, but I loved the way that she was just seemed smart and and no nonsense and go get them. But then she also had this whole part of her that was just so broken and uh, shattered and scared. And uh, it it just really created a a beautiful character. She's, yeah, she strikes like a really good, interesting balance with her as a character because she's very worldly but still very naive and that's right a lot in part to do with um with what happened to her and which we're going to talk about in a little bit um and i i also just found her just really sweet but also really feisty and like you said really knowledgeable and smart and she's very progressive and all this stuff but she's still got this kind of you know, mushy center to her that, um, Well, she's naive, and naive in the way that she's not wanted to have anything to do with any of that ever Mm -hmm. for so long, even though, you know. With good reason, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, with good reason. And, um, yeah, so I just, I thought that, yeah, she just struck a really, a really great balance with her as a character. Um, and you know, any book that starts with someone swearing that they will never marry, even if it's not a romance, you know <laughs> that it's going to end with them married. So, um, I loved her relationship with Cecilia and Francesca. I thought they were a lot of fun. Um, but also like they had this really, you know, sweet sisterhood bond together. Um, right. And I kind of, and, loved- and it was easy to tell. Early on, who the next book was going to be about. Oh, come on. <laughs> and the epilogue totally gives it away. Yeah, but the epilogue really, like, But early on, I was like, it. oh, there's our next book right there. <laughs> well, as soon as, um, as soon as uh, he... Ramsey was looking at Cecilia at the yeah, ball. He's like, he's like, obviously, she's the most attractive. I was like, oh, yes, here we go. <laughs> here goes book two. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I really cannot wait for that book because yeah. I loved Cecilia. I thought Cecilia is funny. Well, and she's so sweet, and you know that she's going to be so oblivious to him just being <laughs> so hot for her. It's going to be wonderful. It so, is. you you got me signed up, Kerrigan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so Alexandra, yeah, that's. I mean, without I don't want to get too much into her whole thing yet, but um, I I just thought her generally as a character, I really. I really liked her a lot. I did too. She's like tough and, and she was a whole, well, he even ex- expresses her as, you know, tough, but a little sh- broken and uh, smart, but naive. I mean, there was just like a lot of uh, dichotomy to her. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. What did you think of Piers as our hero? Oh my gosh, I loved him so much. <laughs> we always do. I mean, that's just going to be a given. I was mad at him when, well, first of all, is this a thing? I didn't know this was a thing. Can you feel a hymen when you're a guy? I don't know. It's, it's never been mentioned before in a book ever that I've read. I mean, maybe I mean, there are books out there. Maybe because he was like, fingering as opposed to well, yeah but i mean that's happened multiple times in books that we've read yeah yeah and i would think that especially most i mean unless i mean okay so here is here is something is that they they say that prior to him having his accident he has this reputation for seducing a lot of maidens and he never went for married women he always went for maidens well, so least, maybe yeah. he's just very experienced just in I know that virgin feel <laughs> I mean I hold the phone <laughs> she's no virgin but do you know what I mean I mean yeah but I was mad at him though when he just went off on her and it's like dude at least kind of think this through a little bit Okay, but that whole scene, which I will have other things to say about later, when he puts two and two together, and oh gosh, I mean, can I'm just gonna say it right now? I cried multiple times in this book, but all everyone knows that I have a more tender heart than you, and that you're heartless. Yeah, that's evil. true. I I I definitely got emotional, especially in that part, and I think I like kind of teared up, but I didn't like. <laughs> Like hardcore. In well, this I wasn't book. doing that, but I was like, "Okay, I have to put my book down and wipe my eyes. I can't continue." Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we'll. I'll ask you about when you cried in a second. Um, okay. The thing that I loved the most about Piers is that we've had kind of the scarred, tortured hero before in the past, but he's really not all that tortured. I mean, right. he's he kind of just rides with this reputation that he's got for being a scarred, tortured hero. But um, it didn't really seem to affect, if anything, he's insecure about his scars, which was always really sweet. But yeah. the, it didn't really seem to harden him. I mean, there's some talk about him you know, wanting revenge on his cousin and Rose and all that stuff. But that all kind of seems to become pretty inconsequential in the grand scheme of things within the book. Um, And so I I found... Until it's not, but... (laughs) Yeah. But you know what I mean. Um, And... But yeah, so I, I found that kind of refreshing to have a scarred broody tortured hero who's really not all that tortured and broody well he was just so sweet and so tender and so gentle with her even mm-hmm. before he knew yeah and i was just like oh, you sweet baby angel well because at the very least he thought she was you know an inexperienced virgin which right and so he was trying so yeah so that scene where he finds out that she's not and gets kind of pissed i was a little but you know i could also get that i i mean i did like that he got pissed but he was like 
I'm not going to leave you. We're not going to end this, but you have to give me, you know. At least let me know you're not pregnant. So that was yeah. the whole 10 days scenario. So. Yeah. Um, so I, I could kind of get that to a certain degree, especially with how things went back in the day with that whole trying to entrap Duke's, you know, thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I just really, I, I thought he was really sweet. And and I thought, I think that he could tell that she had secrets, you know, or that there was stuff in her past. And so he was always kind of on the edge of, you know, is it something that's going to affect me? Is it something, you know, he's always kind of a little bit of distrust there, tinging on the edges because he knew that there was stuff in her past that she wasn't sharing with him. The other thing I think I love the most about him is that when he could sense her kind of getting in her head about things before he even knew what was going on with her, he was always just trying to, like, make her laugh or make her kind of, you know, think of other things. And, you know, I thought he was just so sweet and so good with her. I mean, I know we're going to talk about other stuff later on where Mm -hmm. this we'll talk about this some more but he was just so sweet and tender with her yeah yeah for sure um okay so obviously this book does some handle some pretty heavy topics one in particular it opens uh in the prologue with a scene of rape that happens to her when she is 17 so how did that you... That we were unaware of, or we would have probably put... Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I probably would have given some sort of trigger warning, but I haven't gotten anybody that seems too offended by it. So um, so how did you think that that component of the story was handled? I thought it was handled really well. I think it was handled well in her reaction to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was obviously very... Um, like I said, broken by by it. I mean, there was part a part of her. I shouldn't say she was, because for the most part, she went on and lived her life and, and you know, did pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. But um, there was that part of her life that was a little broken. And, um, which is, I mean, I'm not dogging her for it. It's completely understandable. Yeah. Um, but I thought the whole story handled all of that really well. Um. Yeah. But that is where Pierce just was so amazing with her. Yeah. Honestly, if I were to pick any two authors that I think could handle this kind of sensitive topic with the most finesse, it would be Kerrigan Byrne and Kennedy Ryan. So yeah. um, so I thought, I thought that she handled the scene itself really well and kind of really doing a good job of showing um alexandra's kind of just like what the hell is going on this and right. just kind of you know and julia even later she's like i saw you you were just taking it kind of thing and and but we can reflect back on that scene and remember just her like what is happening <laughs> you know yeah. of it all and i think that that's and an even Im- with julia she's like julia he raped me. Yeah. I was raped. Yeah. I was saying no. I was, you know, yeah. trying to get away and all of that stuff. And I thought that that was a really important um, component to to demonstrate in in that scene. Because I think that there is kind of sometimes a level of like... Because I, I know I've heard accounts of, you know, women post being raped and they talk about like I was just kind of in this frozen well I think like she said she started out thinking he was just gonna spank her because apparently that was something he did which is weird in and of itself yeah but um and so she didn't really even you know it didn't trigger with her what was even happening until yeah like things had gone too far yeah so she went somewhat willingly into it until he starts undressing and lifting more articles of clothing and then right entering and all that stuff and and so I thought that that I thought the scene itself while not pleasant to read I thought that it was important to um to kind of show that kind of like state of shock and awe that 
you right. enter when something like that is happening to you. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, with her post that scene, I thought, I thought it was important to show that she's able to, you know, this, I mean, I think it's like 10 years later, right? right. Um, she's able to kind of get on with her life and live a life where she is successful and has, you know, a career even, you know, which right. was not common back then for women. Um, but she's able to, to move on, but that's still always there. And it's still always something that she struggles with to the point where, you know, she kind of cowers anytime, you know, she's in the presence of men and things like that. Well, and, and she would just kind of keep herself out of those kinds of situations for the most part. And I think therein lies a lot of her naivety, naivete, naivete, um, like, obviously, Forsyth had been hot for her for a while and hadn't, um, you know, she was just completely unaware of it because she just, it wasn't even a place where her mind went. Yeah. And um, so, and she always talked about how she dressed, she always covered up her, you know. Yeah, well, she, she like, hot. wraps her, yeah, her breasts she did, down. She, like, binds she, her breasts down. Because she wanted, she didn't want to show off her figure because she didn't want guys looking at that. And Yeah. Anyway. Um, now, do I wish she had told him about everything sooner? Yes. Did I think sh that this being a book where there needed to be conflict, did I ever think that was going to happen? No. No. <laughs> well... You could kind of understand, yes, there were points where she should have told him sooner, but you could kind of understand where she was afraid that he would not want to have anything to do with her. You know, she thought that because she'd been raped, she was now a dirty, you know, there was something dirty about her that would turn you know, someone off. I mean, I think... I think she should have understood that he would never be like that, but... Well, and I think I think maybe if it was just... Because we should also mention she murders him. She murdered a guy. <laughs> um, but... Yeah. Who had it coming. I was like, yes, yeah, definitely. kill him uh, yeah. <laughs> when that happened. Let me help you. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I think maybe if it had just been the rape, she would have told him. But I think... She was so concerned. I mean, she's been paying off this blackmailer this whole time um, for to keep the murder a secret, mainly because it involves her other her friends, her other friends, and um, and so I think that maybe if it had just been the rape, she might have told him sooner. But because then she would have to get into the fact that she murdered him. I think that is kind of what even more deterred her from telling him. Right. And that, I mean, can we talk about the scene where this all played out? I mean, that whole scene where Julia confronts her with it and yeah. he overhears it, obviously, about the murder. And then when he comes and approaches his wife and, and you know, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's like, get out. And she thinks she's talking, he's talking to her, but he's talking to Julia and, uh, you know, she, at first she's like, oh, he wants me, he doesn't want me anymore. But it was all so well written. It was really, it really played out well. Yeah. So here we'll just ask, I'll just ask you this. What did you make of the mystery component of the story? I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, especially the overlay of the attempted murders, because I could... I could totally see Julia blackmailing her just because Julia seemed like a horrible person. Yeah. But um but because they were tying the the attempted murders in with the blackmailing, I couldn't see Julia doing the attempted murders. But um so it played out really cool. It was a fun mystery and I thought it was really well done. I thought it was um I I did kind of love that it ended up kind of being everybody that you thought it could be because I think sometimes with these mysteries in the books um they only introduce so many characters that it could be so you're you know throughout the story you're usually like oh it could be so and so oh it could be that person oh it could be that person and then with this book it it kind of just took me by surprise because it ended up being everybody everybody who you <laughs> thought it could have been um 
So, except for Rose, really, when you think about it, which... Well, maybe she'll pop up again. That's possible. I don't... Well, I don't know. Because I, I think her story I don't think it, I don't think, it well, I don't think their story's over, but... Um, I mean, yeah, his cousin wanted to be the Duke. Mm-hmm. And we... I mean, he even saw that coming from a mile away. Yeah. But the whole thing about Forsyth being in on it, that was a bit of a twist. Yeah. And Because um, I did think it could be him, but I'm like, I don't see exactly how he would be involved. And so then bringing right, and, him and, in. Or how he could do the blackmail. Yeah. And then tying it together with the Julia thing as well. So he kind of like tied the two things together. Yeah. And the way he was talking to Julia at the end was awesome. And... Um, <laughs> And that whole scene at the end where it was like Quentin Tarantino scene. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Everybody's getting blown away. And um, it was pretty awesome. Well, and, um, you know, I love when she's like, you're not mad. And he's like, I'm only mad that I can't kill him. I'm only mad that he's already dead (laughs) because I I can't kill him. Yeah. Um, Which I kind of, I mean, like. We had built him up enough to know that I knew he wasn't going to be mad about the murder or even, you know. Because he even, when he found out she'd been raped, he was even like, okay, I just need to find out who it is. (laughs) And they are no longer going to be alive. (laughs) And it's going to be a slow and painful and horrible death. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because she was, you know, worried. She's like, he could, you know, like, is he going to use his duke powers to protect me or is he gonna turn me and cecilia and francesca in and i was like no he's gonna back your girl he's got your back yeah um but yeah so the mystery i thought with the uh the sex with the rape i thought everything i thought i really liked how it all kind of i did too came together um and I know she does a really she's really good because it's her books are they can't they're they're angsty but they're also still fun like she adds enough levity to it to just to make it to not make it so you're like Ugh, this is just so like heavy do you know what I mean like, yeah, like their game where she was throwing quotes at him and he and he you know he had all these different steps of things he was going to get out of her if he guessed them right which i knew he was gonna do i'm like oh yeah you knew you knew he was gonna get those right (laughs) and no google involved so yeah it's impressive good on you pierce (laughs) um but yeah so i i i find her books very refreshing and in that way especially like when i think about the first one the highwayman it's just uh in the victorian rebel series which I love that book, and if you have not read that one, you should. Like, that's the one with the my fairy. My is that series over? Um, I don't know to be honest with you. Anyway, yeah, it's it. That's a great series, and um, we've had a couple times where people have asked us, "What books would you recommend if I was to have my husband start reading a historical romance?" And that one, I, I think we recommend. Yeah, yeah, I think we recommend this the Victorian Rebels series because it's got enough angst in it that, or, you know, enough other storyline in it besides the romance. That D- Depending on my audience, um, if just a general reader is asking for a gateway into historical, Kerrigan Burn is one that I will always go to just because, because of what I just said. I think she has enough, there's enough substance, but it's right. also still, there's levity as well to it. And I think the, her romance is so passionate and sweeping, kind of like we've talked about. And I think she's, I, I think her books are just great. And, and, you know, like as much as I love like a Tessa Dare or something, I think that a general reader coming into romance might read that and be like, oh, that's kind of too frivolous and frothy right. and things like that. And, you know, I, I definitely think there's time and a place for that. I love that. But, um, <laughs> But I think just trying to get someone into it um, who maybe needs a little bit more substance, I think Kerrigan Burn is a great recommendation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. And I, I need to point out, this being the first book in a series, 
I did not see first bookitis that we see on so many other first books. I mean, so. there's def there's obvious definite setup taking place. I mean, you know, we we've already called who Cecilia is going to end up with. I think Francesca, her book is going to be with the mystery boy who saved her, who she kind of referred to and she said his name and I can't remember what it is but was he an earl because apparently he needs to be an earl (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's I think it's gonna be him I think and I think I think the book is because there's kind of hints leading up to her story I think it the culmination is gonna be her story for sure right um yeah and then she'll be a countess right she will be a countess. And we just talked about that. So now we've come full circle on this episode. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> no, I still have our two main I'm questions. Just kidding. I know. I'm just kidding. Calm Gosh. down. I might, I do not sound calm. That is mom and I's line is because I'm always telling mom to calm down because she's always, mom is always getting ahead of herself in uh, making life plans for myself. I have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm always telling her to calm down, and she's like, do I not sound calm? And <laughs> Does it sound like I'm not calm? That's kind of our go-to line now. Um, okay, Mom. Let's talk about sex, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 uh. So what did you think of the sex in this one? Okay, here's what I thought of the sex in this one. Because truly, they only have sex twice in this book. Well, to completion, yes. <laughs> to, okay, to completion. Twice. <laughs> But there is sure a lot of uh, build up sex. Yeah, there's a lot of build up. Yeah, and there's a lot of um, because he has to go so slow and be so tender with her, and so that just I don't want to say it drags on, but it. Um, well, there are two sex scenes with penetration of a penis, but there are <laughs> other sex scenes of other, other things types. penetrating. Well, yeah, and that happens frequently. But I'm yeah. just saying, uh, you know, a lot of times they have sex multiple times and they've talked about multiple. So for only two, there's a lot of sex talk in this book for mm-hmm. having only two to completion. So um, go Kerrigan. It, it, and the thing is, is it's, it's very hot mm-hmm. throughout. It's mm-hmm. very passionate. It's, you mm-hmm. know. It's almost a little over the mom-friendly It is almost line. a little over it. Um, but, I, I but I survived. I thought it was good. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I agree. Um, but yeah, I thought it was perfectly paced for what she needed. And I, I did kind of... The thing with this book is that I think it's also important to the story. Right, it is important to the There's, story because we need to see how it's part of her healing process, exactly, and yeah. how you know she makes it through all these things that she's been struggling with for so long. And so, yes, is there another question? Because I have other things I want to say. Well, there's a swooniest moment question, but okay, all right, it, that because that we'll cover it. Okay, so what is your swooniest moment? Oh gosh. <laughs> When he freaking finds out or, or figures out that she's been raped. That's mine. And too. he just loses his sh- mind. Yeah. And um but he doesn't want her to see it and so he goes into the laundry room and just destroys the laundry room. Okay, but when he finds her underwear yeah. and oh. and he's showing her uh her lady's maid and he's like, Why would someone do this? Why would this you know or did you do this for her? And she says, No, she does it herself. How she sewed her all her he's underwear like, clothes. Why? And he's like, I know, I I know the answer, but why? <laughs> and she says, she does um, it for someone's protection. hurt your lady love, or well, yeah, she's like, seems like something someone does for protection, protection. as opposed yeah. to convenience. Yeah, and it was first of all that was heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but then for him to figure out and just be so freaking mad that he can hardly see straight. And he just destroys the laundry room. Well, and I love he walks out and all the all the servants are there and, and they're like, like, it's okay, we understand. It's like And he's like, I'll hurt. pay for whatever I ruined. He's like, I needed to not be angry in front of her kind of thing. And I thought that was sweet. Yeah, it was sweet. And then when he goes up there and just 
like he doesn't want to touch her he wants her to initiate anything she wants to initiate and she just throws herself at him and she's like yeah I think I cried there. I, I <laughs> cried. That's where I teared up as well. Um, yeah, I really, I thought that scene also was handled really well. And I, I kind of love that. I kind of love that he came to the realization rather than her. Because the, the signs were there. Right. And, and once and once he hit on that and he kind of replayed everything in his mind, he's like, how could I not have seen? How could I not have known? Well, and he felt like shit because when, yes. <laughs> when he's talking about how, you know, he realizes he gave her such a hard time, you know, for lying to him about being a virgin and being inexperienced and all this stuff. And he's like, she is. She is all yeah. of those things, you know, <laughs> maybe not technically a virgin, but she is inexperienced. She does not not understand pleasure she hasn't had a lover she has never been kissed yeah she she never lied to me about any of those things yeah um so i really i really liked that scene i wrote down this line which actually kind of takes place a little bit later but i felt like it also um it also played into it he said he'd trade his castle just to erase her memory of the deed he'd offer his name his title his fortune to turn back the sands of time to prevent it from ever happening nay he'd give his life for it for her and i was just like <laughs> he's so sweet <laughs> i know right yeah right um honorable mentions go to him getting jealous because i always love that and um to him wanting to take her to on a dig for their honeymoon and like I know. he had only known her for a couple days and he decided to do that and I was like what a freaking sweetheart you are sir how dare yeah. you um, yeah, I thought that was really... not my idea of a honeymoon but I get it <laughs> but he knew it was hers and I thought <laughs> I that know. was really I know it was precious um, yeah there were actually a lot of swoony moments because he was kind of a swoony guy the thing with this book is that um, and this is good you guys I um I kind of forgot that I was supposed to talk about this book <laughs> when I was reading it. I would get so kind of engrossed that I would forget that I'm supposed to be taking notes and things like and that. Highlighting things. And yeah. <laughs> I wasn't as good about that this time. Um, but yeah, so I just, I really, I really liked it. Um, Mom, any other thoughts on the book before I start getting into other people's um, thoughts? Well, just so you know, I also cried at the end when... Oh, yeah. Um, she was, you know, coming around and he stormed into her room and was telling oh, her that he loved her yeah. and just all the, well, yeah, it was, and I love that Francesca had to like drug him and drug him. knock him <laughs> he's out. Like, he's like, I'll talk to you later. And she's like, oh no, you won't. <laughs> and, you, and it's funny because you could see where his personality would never fit with Francesca. Yeah. So it was perfect that he ran wound up with alexandra but you're not that francesca's a terrible person but you can no, see how they, just they would, would just never have meshed yeah they would have always been clashing and things like that um and i love that cecilia is like oh yeah francesca poisoned him she's like i didn't poison him <laughs> <Did> I poison him <laughs> he's uh, just been asleep for 10 hours <laughs> then he comes in and like, his head's all smushed <laughs> and she, yeah i yeah that was a really sweet scene and he kind of like He's like, you can't ever do that to me again. He's like, I would literally open my veins and just give you whatever you've needed, you know. Needed from me, I know. And and just that whole him telling her, I can't live in a world without you. And um, uh, it was just, you've that's, got to let me protect you. That's another swoon-worthy moment. Um, we, we always talk about swoon-worthy moments with the guys. But with her, I really liked her I love you to him where yeah. she's like, I think it's likely that I love you. I and she, I possibly love you. Yeah. And she's like, I think that wanting to spend the rest of your life with someone and wanting to do anything to, you know. And thinking about them every moment. Yeah. And, and protect them. And she's like, I think that's what love is. And I thought that was a really sweet moment that was as well. Really sweet. Um, yeah. It was a very swoony book. It was. Yeah, for sure. And then there was all that sex. Yeah. Did we mention the sex? There was a fair amount of it. <laughs> so let's hear what some of the listeners thought of the book. Um, Excellent idea. Excellent idea. 
almost like we do this every episode. Uh, <laughs> I haven't read any of these yet. So Mallory said, I loved it. I wish she had spent more time on the Red Rogues and their school time shenanigans. She could have re- had a lot of fun with that, and it would have given us more insight into their friendship. I'd like to think their friendship was based on more than just keeping each other's secrets. I th- I also, I like that idea of having spent more time with them, but I think there's something to be said with opening the book on the note that it opens and then right. I think that maybe you would have lost some of the impact of that if she then spent a lot of time at the school with the girls well it's possible too that a lot of a lot more flashback kind of stuff might come up in the next books so. yeah and that's what some people replied with to this as well um she continues Mallory continues I mostly say that selfishly because I just loved them and would have loved to see more of them together um I really loved Redmayne I'm a sucker for a duke that falls fast it was kind of insta love lust on his part but I ate it up girl same um same obviously I just wish uh Alexandra would have confided in him a lot sooner that's my only complaint there was ample opportunity to do so and it would have been nice to see them face the problem together instead of him finding out the way he did they wrapped it up really quickly all the villains showing up at once and I would have liked if she would have confided in him because she trusted him not because he followed her and overheard it all that said I really loved it and can't wait to read the next one um, I, I, I can see that, what she's saying. However, I really like the way it all played out in the story. Now, yeah, it was frustrating that she wasn't confiding in him, but I could understand it. it. It didn't take me out of the story at all because I could understand why she wasn't telling him things. And I liked the way it all played out. I liked that scene where he overheard about I think, the murder. I think it makes for a bigger, more climactic, dramatic climax to the like mystery component right. of the story um i i get what mallory is saying um but i think story structure wise it probably made more sense to write it the way that she did um alexandra i'm assuming no relation to the main character who's fictional <laughs> um she says um oof I have very mixed feelings on this one. To start, I think I'm going to be a big Kerrigan Byrne fan in the future. I love the way she wrote her characters, the settings, most of the relationships, etc. It was fun, but a little broody, and I enjoyed all of that. I think she handled the sensitive topics of rape and trauma very well. However, the miscommunication in this one drove me bonkers. I realize that there is a lot of trauma here that explains some of it, and I get that, but this, the way some of it happened, particularly the first romantic scene, just really put me off. First romantic scene. Probably went, is that when she came with her list? Because, by the way, that was hilarious. I did love that. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if she means that yeah. scene or if she means the, the like, their wedding night. Yeah. She's, I, Alexandra continues, I feel like Redmayne was sort of level-headed and open-minded, and then once he realized she's not intact, he's moodily smoking in a corner. I don't under, uh, I had to reread that part because I thought I missed something. I don't understand how he got to be so moody over this when he ultimately didn't care whether or not she was a virgin. And rather than giving her a chance to talk to him when she's obviously very timid with him, he just sort of storms off and ghosts her. I found that pretty disappointing. Um, we mentioned being disappointed in that as well. I think it it talks about his relationship with his mother who played these right. games a lot and i With think father he's already very sensitive to these kind of shenanigans that women did play unfortunately back and in rose the day. did the same you know a similar thing to him as well yeah and, and so i think he's it, very sensitive to that um and but in her defense i was the same way i was like wait how does he know she's not a virgin it took me a while to figure out oh he could tell she still had her hymen i mean she didn't have her hymen anymore it's like and that's why i was like is that a thing can you is that something you can feel i don't know i've never i'm not a gynecologist (laughs) you're not Um, i am not um perhaps alexander continues perhaps it is because the concept of being intact is just not much of a thing today as we know that many run-of-the-mill things like riding a bike could detach a hymen i digress on this once they sort of get past that i really love their relationship 
I love him to pieces once he figures out what happened to her. He's so protective and gentle at once. I love Cecilia and Francesca and their friendship too. I want more of that in the coming books. The mystery was fun too, and I'm not usually one for mysteries and books. Very excited for the rest of the series and more books by Byrne. I think that one little hiccup just drove me bonkers, but otherwise I am going to be a big fan. Um, I can see that. I think that... I think a lot of the miscommunication in this one is explained a lot better than it is in other books where miscommunication drives me crazy. I agree 100%. And I, but, and I think, you know, we tend to look at her and what she'd been through, but I, t- I think we are overlooking what he had been through in his life and how that made him react to things the way he reacted. I mean, did he still overreact? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. But I think that, um, I think that it's explained why he did. Right, and so right. I was willing to forgive some of that. But I, I totally understand where you're coming from, Alexandra. Um, singular male listener Jason says, I am a huge fan of Kerrigan Burns' Victorian Rebels series, so I was happy to see this book on the list. I thought this book did a great job of developing the characters and building the heat between Piers and Alexandra. A problem I have with a lot of books is that I am personally an oversharing of information, as my wife likes to point out, so reading books where everyone is keeping a secret sometimes drives me a little batty since I tell everyone everything. But in this case, <laughs> uh, Byrne was able to write it in such a way that I actually could understand their reluctance to to trust. I have to say that I loved the members of the Red Rogue Society. I really liked this book and can't wait to read Cecilia and Francesca books. Um, yeah, ditto on all of that. I'll bet. And Jason, if we ever meet, I think we'll be best friends because I also will share anything with anybody. That's true. <laughs> so then I, I read books about things and I'm like, really, you can't just tell them? <laughs> I, but I'm also- I also understood in this book why everyone was keeping all their secrets. Yeah. Um, this is just kind of something, well, never mind. I won't get into that. Um, <laughs> I, Ada, Are you, were you going to share a time when I overshared? No, I was going to share a time when I overshared, but then I decided that maybe I didn't need to overshare oh. on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Iena said, this is my first Kerrigan burn and the intensity of the prologue was a bit of a surprise as I'm used to lighter historicals, Dare, Clapis, and Quinn. Though it started a bit shocking, I really enjoyed the way it was written. The trauma's real, the friendship's genuine, the description's precise without being too long, and the chemistry's strong. I can't wait to read the rest of the series. Yeah, great. I, yeah. Nailed and it. I th- I th- yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, they needed something super dramatic like that to show how intense their friendship was. And um, I think... You know, unfortunately, Alexander had to go through that. But that whole thing of her murdering that. Can you call that murder? Is that really murder? She killed the guy. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. She killed the guy. And then she went and told them. They're like, yeah, let's go. Let's bury the body. (laughs) I got (laughs) you. got discovered. I got you, girl. (laughs) And um, but I think it was a great way of showing how tight they were as friends. Yeah. And and what they were willing to do for one another. Friendship was forged in more than just, you know, your basic Old school day chums. Yeah. Um, finally, Jen says she has a lot to say about the book. So here, let's buckle in for Jen. She says, okay. Kerrigan Byrne is one of the best romance writers in the game right now. At the rate she's going, she's on track to become one of the best, period. Um, this is long because I am obsessed with her books. I think that that is, I, I mean, nailed it already, Jen. I, I, would, I totally agree. I think she's I, one I, that we're going to look back on. I think her books are going to age really well. I think that she's going to be kind of like a Judith McNaught and um, yeah. other ones that I'm blanking on right now. Um, and did we mention that we met her at Book Bonanza? I'm just throwing that out yes. there. Yes, and she was you know. a total sweetheart. And Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay, Jen continues. I love the sweeping severity of her writing and how unflinching it is. I mean, just the insane larger-than-life visuals alone. Yeah, nailed it. That's exactly what we were talking yeah. about, how she is an epic... Yeah, her she has an epic slant to her writing. The misty, stormy train station scene, Piers freaking rising from the sea at sunset like Poseidon. Her her world building is always so grand and rich and layered, especially in this book. It might be one of my favorite romances. Piers is definitely one of my top five romance heroes. He's this hulky, thoughtful, funny, smart, broken, kind, sweetheart. Ugh, heart emoji. Uh, love the focus on sisterhood, healing, and finding strength in a partnership. All the women are interesting, and Alex is a fantastic heroine. Despite it all, she's lived her life and has achieved a great deal. Jen, 
just firing on all cylinders. Exactly what we said. Yeah. The sex scenes are so nuanced and purposeful. Yeah. Alex's internal conflict with how to process her attraction to him and what's possible in a good way with both his and her literal bodies is so organic. She comes to understand and accept her sexuality. Kerrigan really lays out the difference between toxic and noble masculinity and Pierce is fascinating in that upfront he's physically overwhelming to Alex, but what makes him like that, his outdoorsman and hunter lifestyle, is also what makes him adept at reading body language and observing her in detail. It's what allows him to truly see and understand her and allows him to show her that he can use his body to protect her, not hurt her. Love that. Um, And she concludes, I just love this book. It'll age really well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I'm so hyped for Cecilia and Ramsey's book. You know it'll be Cecilia just being chill and happy and living her life with Ramsey just losing it over how madly in love with her he is, but stressed about marrying her because of his political career. And yet, by sheer coincidence, he can't seem to stop running into her. Oh, I hope that's what it is, because I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, nailed it, Jen. Uh, And I totally agree with everything you said about Kerrigan Burns' writing. And yeah, I really just think, I mean, she is, and she's one that, like, I think she's starting now to get more recognition, um, but for a long time, I feel like because she's not, I don't think she's with one of the big, big time publishers, publishers. Um, that she doesn't get marketed as much, but her books are s- like so damn good. Yeah, and, they are good. Um, so totally agree. Um, I like to always point out that I haven't read these because it always amazes me how what readers say you know in the comments how it coincides so well with the things that we've already talked about on the podcast i try not i see like bits and pieces but i don't read them in depth until i'm sitting here with you reading them which is probably like bad and dangerous to do but i trust you guys um mom (laughs) any other thoughts on how to love a duke no i i loved it and in less than 10 days. It only took me like two days. So <laughs> took me a day. So I loved it in one day. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on How to Love a Duke in 10 Days by Kerrigan Byrne. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, and our Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom. Or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like just a book for us to read, we would love to hear from you. On September 16th, Mom and I are going to be together, and we will be discussing Can You Keep a Secret by Sophie Kinsella. That's right. This is your childhood yes you guys sexual awakening book or something no (laughs) it's not my childhood sexual that was a different book entirely no i'm just kidding Uh, (laughs) i love i love this book though it's like a little bit older at this point but it's so great and they just released a trailer for the movie that is coming out so um remember you can subscribe on itunes google play stitcher spotify and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them all right Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. All right. So I will see you next time. Yes, you will. I mean, I will literally see you That's next time. That's true. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.